This is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. our fourth week of this series that I've called Unseen Love. This whole up to this point has been all about the unseen and fighting the unseen. We fought the unseen here today. We have, I promise you, hell has shaken today with our worship. Because the way we fight the unseen is with the unseen. My problems are not actually what they seem to be and they're not what I see them as. But my problems are unseen. And so we've walked through this journey for the last several weeks. And today I want to shift the focus to the other side of this thought to the love Today is really where the heart of this entire series comes from. And it's not going to be something to shout about. It's not going to be something to make us feel good. We're going to deal with some unseen love. Our theme verse throughout this series has been 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 18. I'm reading out of the New King James today. It says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We've got to fix our eyes on Jesus to recognize what's actually taking place around us. If our eyes are strayed from anything but Jesus, we lose the perception of his ministry and what he would have for us and what he'd have for us to do. And this really gets to the heart of where this whole thing comes from. I want us to look at two different very familiar stories today from Luke's gospel and I want to do my best to communicate what I believe the Lord laid on my heart a couple months back sometime back when this whole thing really was birthed in Luke chapter 19 I'm not going to read these to you we're going to walk through them together but you can find them and follow along chapter 19 verses 1 through 10 Luke introduces us to a man named Zacchaeus You know Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree to see what he could see. You with me? Remember Zacchaeus? Luke says that Zacchaeus had to climb a sycamore tree because of his short stature. He was a little man, and he couldn't see over the crowd. He wanted to see Jesus. 
And Jesus is traveling through the streets, and, and the crowds are all around him, and, and, and he's there, and, and Zacchaeus just wants to lay eyes on Jesus. It's really not that he even needs to get to him. He just wants to look at Jesus. And in order to see Jesus, he has to climb up above the crowd and he has to get to this place where he can actually see. And, and, and you know the story. The story goes on as you read on Jesus. When they passed by, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. Now, I'm going to your house today. And the Bible says that Zacchaeus in that turned his heart and Jesus said salvation has come to this house today. And everybody else that was around Jesus is upset because Jesus is going to hang out with the sinner. Because Zacchaeus is the chief, one of, one of the chief's tax collectors. He's the sleaziest, slimiest businessman of the day. His job is to go and to collect the taxes, but in the process, he can top on his own interest charge. He can top his own fee onto this. And so if you really owe $5, he can really take 10 from you and pocket half of it. And nobody likes Zacchaeus. And so they start grumbling and complaining and What's interesting about all of this is, of all the people, Jesus looked up and saw Zacchaeus and said, come down, I want to go hang out with you today. And then the other story takes place in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48. You know this story, I've preached it several times in different ways and I love the way that the word of God just speaks differently every time Jesus is on his way and he's supposed to be going to the house of Jairus because Jairus is the synagogue leader and he's got somebody that's sick in his house and Jesus and the crowds are walking through and they're on their way and all of a sudden that everybody's pressing around Jesus and and I told you last time I think I talked about this I liken it to if you've ever been to Disney World, you've been to Hollywood Studios, and you've been to the Fantasmic, the big whatever Fantasmic show, it doesn't matter what you've been to. If you've ever been there, and it's like shoulder to shoulder, Lord forbid, trying to push a stroller out of there because you're scraping up so many people's ankles, uh, they move out of your way if you push a stroller because they don't like their ankles run over. But to me, that's what I picture this being like, that it's like shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder crowds, and it's like we can't go anywhere, and Jesus is there, and he's walking through the midst, and all of a sudden, he stops and says, somebody just touched me. And Peter says, nah, dip, Sherlock. We're all touching you. So, of course, we're all pushing and pressing around you, and of course, somebody, he said, no, I just felt healing power go out of me. Somebody touched me. Now, think about it. People all over are touching Jesus, okay? And now all of a sudden, this one lady manages to touch the bottom of his coattail, if you will, and something's completely different. What was wrong with all the other people? Huh? Peter said, Jesus, we're all touching you. I don't care that they all were touching him. None of the rest of them got anything from him. You with me? <laughs> Nobody else got anything. 
The poor woman that managed to crawl her way on her hands and knees, getting kicked and stepped on and everything else, touched the hem of his garment, and immediately this issue she's had for 12 years stopped in a moment, and healing power flowed from him. And realizing that she had been found out, she, she somehow managed to fall down at his feet and throw herself down before him. Realizing she's the guilty party that took some of the power. And he looks at her, he says, daughter, <laughs> the woman that had been an outcast, nobody has touched this lady in years. She couldn't be touched. She's unclean. She was cast out of the city. She couldn't be anywhere around anybody. And in that moment of all the people, Touching Jesus. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Now go and sin no more. What's the point? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's three of them. I promise it won't take me but a minute. Because I'm already almost done. The crowd was in the way. In both of these stories, the crowd was in the way. Zacchaeus couldn't see over the crowd. I need you to hear my heart today. Because I'm doing my best to preach this with grace. Zacchaeus could not see over the crowd. In order to even lay eyes on Jesus, he had to climb up in a tree away from everybody else and get a, a, a glance from a distance. And I wonder how symbolic it really is of the church, that the church has got so high and mighty and holier than thou. <laughs> and we've got so high-minded that the people that need to see Jesus can't see Jesus because of the crowd. That the people of the world, people of the, our society, the people that are all around us that are starving for something, they're making Satan's shoes for heaven's sakes, all because people are starving for something. And they can't see Jesus because the church has elevated ourselves. Remember when Jesus said it's actually the least that's the greatest and you got to lowest yourself to be a servant to all, but yet somehow we as the crowd have elevated ourselves to the place. The people that need him the most can't even see him. The crowd was in the way. And then as they're walking through, on the way to see the synagogue leader's daughter who's sick and dying, they're all pressed up around them. And this poor woman has got to be stepped on and trampled on and kicked in order to get to Jesus. Most of these people know Jesus. You with me? They're the disciples. They're the crowd. They're the ones that just witnessed a miracle and they're like, gimme, 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 gimme. Jesus, what can you do for me? Gimme, gimme, gimme. They're consumers. They've got a consumer mindset. I'm here to see what Jesus can do for me. I'm here to see what Jesus can give me. I'm here to see what kind of blessings he can pour out. I'm here to see what he can heal me of today. 
And those people were in the way. And this poor woman is being stepped on and trampled on and kicked just to touch the coattail of Jesus. And so I can't help but wonder how many people has the church stepped on and hurt in the process of them just trying to claw their way to Jesus. The crowd was in the way. The crowd was jealous. Number two, I told you when Jesus called Zacchaeus and invited him himself. I love the way Jesus just invites himself in. Hey, dude, I need you to come down from the tree. I'm inviting myself to your house today. When he does this, their response was, he is, he is going to spend time. That man is a sinner. He's going to be the guest with a man that's a sinner. I'm just being real and raw today. There's not a lot of filter. I promise there's going to be some filter. We don't like it when people cut us in line to get their blessing. What do you mean? Ladies, you heard Sister Rhonda Holland preach a sermon, Divine, uh, divine Delay. An amazing message. Divine Delay. And we are such consumers it is what it is. We in this part of the world, and the Western church, the United States church, has become such a consumer-minded church. We're such a consumer crowd that when somebody manages to make it to the front of the line, when somebody does crawl their way through, and somebody does get to the, the hymn of Jesus, and they receive their healing, we got to gripe and complain about it because we're still here waiting. It's a divine delay. It's okay that we're waiting. Jesus is hanging out with sinners. Peter says, what do you mean somebody touched you? Of course they touched you. And Peter still at this point is ignorant and blind. And we can't fault Peter. Everybody around Jesus is touching him and nobody's being healed but this lady. He said, obviously somebody touched you, Jesus. He said, no, you're missing the whole point, son. Somebody has touched me. But the crowd was jealous. And we can't help but be jealous sometimes. When somebody comes to the house that's different, or they're, we ain't even got to get detailed. We are jealous. And bitterness begins to rage up and, and rise up. And there's this little seed that's actually unseen because what we see is somebody else getting their blessing. But what's actually taking place is down deep, there's this bitterness that's raising up inside of us. And we're upset now against that person, against the church, and even against God. And so we distance ourselves because somebody else got their blessing or somebody else showed up. And maybe somebody else, Lord, have mercy, I'm not going there, might be sitting in my seat. <laughs> Who gives a rip?
jealous crowd. The crowd was jealous. Jesus dealt with this two different times when he said, I didn't come to save the righteous. He said, I come that the sinner might receive salvation. The crowd didn't need Jesus. The crowd had Jesus. The crowd needed to shut up and step back so this poor lady who needed to get to him could make a way. The crowd needed to separate and part the sea for little old short Zacchaeus to come along and shake hands and meet with Jesus. Zacchaeus received salvation that day, but it's because Jesus looked up and saw him. The crowd never, to our knowledge, witnessed. They were jealous of Zacchaeus. That's where it came from. They didn't have a problem. He was a sinner. Their problem was Jesus didn't go sit down and dine with them that night. The crowd was in the way. The crowd was jealous. And thirdly, the crowd didn't see. Both of these stories are unique in the fact that Jesus stopped for somebody that the crowd never saw. You realize that? I'm going to take a nap so I can preach tonight. Even when this lady, and I don't know what it looked like. This is Mitchell's interjection. She's down flat on the ground. Nasty, dirty. Received her healing. And then even managed somehow to get back out of the way. And Peter, remember Peter? You know, Peter, you're the rock, and on this rock I shall build my church. Peter that followed Jesus as he was about to be crucified, he followed him at a distance just because he needed to see what happened. Remember Peter? That same Peter never saw this lady. Mister. She was never seen. It wasn't until she came forward and put herself in front of him and fell at his feet that she was ever seen. Zacchaeus, we have no recording whatsoever that the, that the crowd ever saw him. It wasn't until Jesus said, hey, come down, I'm going to your house today, that they begin to grumble and complain. To our knowledge, we never, we never read and never realize that the crowd actually saw Zacchaeus. They were blind to it. They were ignorant to him. They were blind to this lady. This lady who, who Mark likes to kind of trash and, and, and dog on Luke a little bit because Luke's a doctor. Mark says for 12 years she spent everything she had and the doctors actually made her worse. This woman who needed a miracle, she needed something. The crowd never saw her because they were so focused on what they could get from Jesus. He didn't come to save the righteous. He'd already been saved. He came to save the sinner. Here's where this actually comes from. Here's where God had to shake me, okay? Here's where unseen love came into play. A month or so back, 
I was standing on this platform with a guitar in my hand, leading worship. Worship team was doing a fantastic job. Can I just tell you my life, everything that Mike and I do is poured out for people to know Jesus. We want to see you enriched. We want to see you grow. But if we, my number one goal is that people come to the house. Okay? Brand new couple. I've never seen them before in my life. Walked in the door. And they walked down. And they looked out, 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 out. And they turned around, they walked back. And they started over here. And they looked, and they looked, and they looked, and they looked, and they looked. And they turned around, and they walked back. And they come over here. And they walked, and they looked, and they looked, and they looked, and they looked. And they turned around, and they walked out those doors and have not been back. My flesh and my emotions were raging. I almost laid down my Bible and turned around and walked out. Because at that point, there was nothing I had to say. You might not even remember the day. There was nothing that I had to say that was going to be of any benefit. I almost dismissed you. I stood there and sent a text and said, go find those people. Bring them back, please. We couldn't. We're done. And I got in the car. I got to Texas Roadhouse. And I lost it. I sat there in the car and sobbed. And sobbed. And sobbed. Because my number one mission for broken people to come into a house of restoration was filled. I was so broken. I was very angry. Let's be honest. And I had to go through several weeks of seriously praying and soul searching. And here's the message. I don't even know if those people are real. I'm almost convinced they were an angel sent in here to shake my world so that I could shake your world. I hope so because I sure enough hope nobody walked out the door and got in their car believing that Sapona Road was not a place that would open up and create a seat for somebody. I recognize we had tape on the seats. You wonder why it's gone? That's why it's gone. That day is why it was gone. 
we're just trying to follow protocol. We're just trying to do what we're supposed to do. I don't know how to do this. No pastor in this country has ever tried to pastor through a pandemic. I don't know what to do. Best thing I knew to do was let's open up the door. I'm not going to bother you to take a temperature. I'm not even going to make you wear a mask. I'm just going to try to block off every other row, but let's still have church. And that bit me in the rear end. So the message that God began to deal with me on, because I ain't going to lie to you. I was mad. And my flesh started naming names and pointing fingers of all these people that had watched that couple walk all around this church. Somebody really wise said, you got to stop because that message could have been as much for you as for anybody. So I'm telling you all this, full of grace. There's no blame. I ain't mad no more. I'm just not going to be the crowd. I ain't mad no more. But I will declare as the head of this house, this house will be more concerned with people than anybody else. The scene was that day. Let me just break it down. You want to know where seen, unseen love come from? The scene was that day. For so many of us, I'm comfortable. They'll find a seat. I'm worshiping. The unseen was, that was two souls that walked in this house because they needed something. If they hadn't, they wouldn't have been here. with me I told you it's heavy I told you I battled hell all week over this one so I ain't mad there ain't nobody mad my heart's changed Mitchell is bound and determined to find some way to have love that's unseen I don't care if I go stand in the foyer. I almost did that day, and I didn't want to embarrass them. I don't care if I walk away, and I don't touch that keyboard again, or if I lay this microphone down. I don't care. I'll do whatever I have to do within my power to make sure that every person that walks in the door feels like they have a seat. I'm just part of the crowd. I can back up. I can back up. I'm not, I'm not jealous over somebody trying to get to Jesus. And I'm determined I'm not going to be blind over somebody trying to get to Jesus. Jesus said, I promise you that I'll send a comforter. I'll send a Holy Spirit. The world can't see him, but the world can't receive him because they can't see him. Family, if somebody walks into the house, it's because they need something they can't see. And only me who is looking at the unseen can realize that there's something they need. I can open up and let them have. <laughs> I promise next Sunday it'll be different. But I'm determined. I'm going to have a love that's unseen. 
It ain't about me. It's not about complacency. It's not about how comfortable I am. It ain't about how, how embarrassed I might be. It ain't about how shy I might be. It ain't about nothing else anymore. I am finding the unseen. Every person, you hear me, that's over, it's gone, it's done, it's past. We've cried over it. We've had our moment. Now you've joined me having that moment. It's done. From this day forward, the most important thing that will take place in this room is somebody walking in the door for the first time that don't know Jesus. You hear me? I don't care if none of y'all get a seat. If you got to go stand in the foyer, you go stand in the foyer. It's on in the nursery. Go stand in the nursery. We got awesome speakers, and I promise Mr. Tommy can blow you away. You can go stand outside and hear what I'm saying if you need to. We're just part of the crowd. And I, I'm happy. I'm thankful to be part of that crowd. Lord, let me get close to you. But God, let me see the one. Zacchaeus, way up in that tree. Don't let him even have to climb the tree to get above my high and mighty mindset. No, let me be humble. Let me be bowed down so that he can see Jesus straight line of sight. Don't let me miss the one. Don't, there's no reason. Somebody should have to crawl on their hands and knees through the crowd to get to Jesus. Want to be a house of love that's unseen. Every person that walks through the doors of this room is an unseen opportunity for you to make an eternal difference. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm committed. I'm prayed up. I'm anointed most days. Just kidding. I'm anointed. I'm walking in my calling and my gifting. I can't do it all. You'd have never known the difference that day because Mitchell did what Mitchell had to do. We failed that day, family. We failed. If you know who those people are, I need to know who those people are because we owe them a sincere apology. I want to wrap my arms around them and tell them how much I love them and how thankful that I am that they chose this house of all the umpteen billion churches in Fayetteville. They chose this house. But that's behind us. I'm done. I told you I ain't mad no more. I don't want you to think I'm mad. My notes even say take a deep breath, Mitchell, and breathe and communicate this with grace because I ain't mad no more, Really? I'm just serious about it. I'm extremely passionate about it. We're going to operate in love that's unseen. I don't care. Everything we see around us is temporary. This house, let's be honest, is going to collapse one day. We can patch it up. We can put pretty paint on the walls. We can do whatever we want to do. One day it's going to fall. It's all temporary. It doesn't matter. Nothing in this room is eternal that can be seen. Nothing. So I'm done looking at what I can see in this room. I'm going to walk and I'm going to live by love that's unseen. Every person that walks in the door, they are the most important thing 
Jesus obviously is number one. I'm part of the crowd. If I don't get my blessing today, it's just because it's a divine delay. I can get it next week. That might be the eternal difference that that person needs that's unseen. You don't have a clue what's going on in the spiritual realm for that soul. So in order to attack the unseen and defeat the enemy in their life, I've got to love them with an unseen love, regardless of what it means. If they ask, where's the bathroom at? And take them and show them the bathroom. If, if they, they need a bottle of water, I get them a bottle of water. If they say, I, I don't know, come sit with me. <laughs> come join me today. Come sit with me. Whatever it takes. Because I'm going to love in a way that's unseen. Lord, have mercy. Help us. As long as Mitchell is the head of this house. I don't know what I'm going to do if another person walks out the door because they don't feel like they got a seat. One of the biggest breakdowns I've had in a long time was that day in the middle of the Texas Roadhouse parking lot because I felt so defeated. It don't matter how many Easter egg bags we give away. It don't matter how many Easter eggs you made. It don't matter what kind of offering we take up. It don't matter how much money we send to YWA. It don't matter. None of that matters if the person that walks through this door isn't priority. They're walking into a crowd and they need Jesus. Maybe you heard my heart. I hope so. Father, I love you, Lord. God, I hope and pray that your heart through this entire message has been heard today. God, it ain't my opinion, it ain't my thoughts. That would have been totally different than your heart. I hope that your heart's been hurt today. Father, we recognize we may have messed up. We recognize we may not have been people-focused. Maybe we've been the crowd. Maybe we have stood in the way of people coming to you. Maybe we, we've been jealous of people that are, are longing and seeking after you. Maybe we've been fighting to the front of the line to get our blessing when on all the, all the time we should have just stepped back and let somebody else go before us. Maybe, God, we've been so blinded that we didn't even see the one that needed you. God, I pray over the headship of this house for forgiveness. Father, we've missed the main point Oh, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we've missed that mission and that call, forgive us, Lord. Father, I pray for changed and turned hearts today. I pray that this sobering conversation has been just that, a conversation to sober our minds and our hearts and bring us to the, the, the absolute reality that we've got to have a love that is unseen. It's time that we love people and we love what's unseen about them rather than what we can see about them. The fact is, there's a soul in every individual that can't be seen, but we are determined in this house, God, we're going to see the unseen. We're not going to see what's on the outside. We're not going to see the temporary. We're not going to see the way it makes us feel. We're not going to deal with our own emotions. We're not going to deal with our own feelings. We're not going to be too comfortable and too complacent. We're not going to deal with our own, our own opinions, God. But instead, we're going to face the things that are unseen. And we're going to love with an unseen love. God, empower us to do that. Let us not be in the way. Let us be humble before you. The least of these to serve those around us, 
God, let us realize that you've got a blessing for each one of us. God, you, you poured out salvation on the crowd. That's not what, Lord, Lord, you didn't come to save the righteous. You come to save those that are sinners. God, let us stay out of the way. And God, let us put other people before ourselves. Lord, and let us have eyes to see past the things that are temporary. Let us see the things that are eternal. Lord, don't let the temporary keep us from making the eternal difference. Don't let the temporary things keep us from making an eternal difference. Father, I pray that you move in our midst today. Holy Spirit, you've convicted our hearts. You've moved in our presence. You've healed. You've brought forgiveness. And God, I pray that we would walk out the doors here today with a different light on the people that come in. Lord, we commit to you that the most important thing of this house is a person that would walk through that door. That would be they they have a soul. They need you. God, let us see that first and foremost and make a difference. Father, I pray that you keep us. Lord, bless us. Let your face shine on us. Give us grace and peace. Bring us back again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.